what is envy? Why do we have it? And most importantly, how do we overcome it? We discuss this and more on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking peoples, thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, a home for people who love to have fun thinking deeply. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, humble egomaniac, and with me as always is my callously contented co-host. Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and green with envy of how good my co-host descriptor <gasps> of himself was. And just oh. seething with envy. Oh, stop. Which leads us right into... Man, and he is the king of segues. That's where we're going to have to call of that. Yes, I should. I am envious of your segue. Yes, today we are discussing envy and how to deal with it. But first, Nathan, if people enjoy our discussion and want to engage with more of our content and meet fellow overthinkers like themselves, where can they go? They can go to the overthinkersjournal.com where they can find out more about their hosts and envy them or try not to. <laughs> and they can send us all of their love and envious filled hate mail. They can also go to our online overthinkers group where there is 14,000 plus members to envy, but also to connect with <laughs> like themselves uh, on the private Facebook group called the overthinkers. We host tons of intellectual memes and we also have a lot of fun talking about all the stuff we talk about here. If you do enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving us a review. It really does help us so much and we're incredibly envious for your five star <laughs> reviews. You keep using the horse. <laughs> and uh oh yeah share with a friend cool so they can envy please stop uh never mind i'll uh <laughs> thank you yeah i do feel like um if you are spending a lot of time being envious of us uh maybe you need to raise your standards slightly yeah, you, um, need to, <laughs> you need to go watch reality tv or something find <laughs> better people to envy exactly <laughs> but, um but yeah no i'm very excited uh about this about this episode it was very easy to put together and uh, I've got a lot of fun, uh, fun with it. So, um, so yeah, are you ready to get started? Let's do it. Cool. All right. So Merriam-Webster defines envy as painful or resentful awareness of an advantage enjoyed by another joined with a desire to possess the same advantage. Seems about sum it up, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, humans have been dealing with envy for as long as humans have been humans. The Bible's Ten Commandments commands, Thou shalt not covet, which many people have pointed out is one of the few Ten Commandments that commands you to avoid an inner attitude rather than simply a behavior like murder or theft, or even arguably worship. Dr. Mary uh, Lamia of Psychology Today notes that envy is one of the few emotions that we don't want to admit because to uh, be envious means that we believe we are inferior in some way to someone else. Mm. Dr. Robert Leahy argues that envy is universal and differentiated from jealousy because jealousy involves losing something that belongs to you, while envy is about status. He also describes in Psychology Today two kinds of envy, hostile envy and depressive envy. Depressive envy is when your envy makes you feel bad about yourself, and hostile envy is when you wish something bad about the other person. He also argues that envy is universal and can't be avoided, only channeled positively. So, Nathan... I know that given that you are just so much better than everybody else. Yeah. Oh, I don't like where this is going. Our yeah. listeners may have difficulty imagining a time when you felt envious of somebody else. 
But typically, totally. people don't want to be envious for a variety of reasons. They don't want to feel like they're not as good as somebody else, or because we have in a society, you know, a a feeling that envy is bad because you know the Bible and all these other things talk about envy as a as a bad thing. People don't want to be envious. But it's you know the the uh, yeah. seven deadly sins, correct? Yes, envy is yes. In the, the Catholic Church canonized one of the seven deadly sins. So if might be helpful for our listeners. If you've had a time in your envy that you've been envious, how, what is that? What was that like? Where did that come from? And how were you able to deal with it and overcome it? Well, like you said, um, it's hard to imagine me as envious because (laughs) that's who I am. Oh yeah. You can tell this is going to be constructive. (laughs) What I have, um, (laughs) but as someone who's never experienced envy, I can only (laughs) come at this from, with my, uh, with my great knowledge of the world and reality. (laughs) Uh, no, I, I live in a, in a, in an industry. I live and work in an industry that is, um, permeated with envy, jealousy, greed, you know, all these things, I guess are differentiated. Um, but they're they're all along the same lines, right? So yeah. I, I live and work in um, in Hollywood mm-hmm. and as an actor, as a filmmaker, and I, I can't tell you how many places I've been, how much a part of the culture it is to to go to a party, to go to a restaurant, to meet with friends, and and within five seconds you're all talking about your um, yeah, how how great you've been doing, all the great things. <laughs> I booked this role. I hung out with this celebrity. I'm up to this. I'm doing this, and and it, it seems as a, it as if it's an attempt to cause other people to envy. That everyone's mm. trying to make people envy because everyone knows the envy is kind of a currency. If you can get other people to want what you have, it makes you feel something about yourself. Ooh, and if yeah. you don't have something that someone else has, it also makes you feel something about yourself. Uh, and so, no, I, I live in an industry. I work in an industry in which that is that is permeated with envy. And yeah, to say it, it's not a, a difficulty, hasn't ever been difficulty, would absolutely be a lie. You know, um, it's a very often when you go to auditions, right? You see the same six people auditioning <laughs> for every role you're auditioning for. And so, you know, I write about this in my book, Finding God in Hollywood, about how you, you go to these auditions and you see all these different versions of yourself. So you talk, there's handsome Nathan, there's tall Nathan, <laughs> and there's very fit Nathan, there's very charming Nathan. You see all these different versions of yourself. And so... When you see these people, you get to know them. And then one of your peers, one of your friends very often, one of these people you you audition with constantly, um, they get the role. And so you start going, why didn't I get that? Mm. That's a really, um, I'm, I'm glad you read the definition, the Merriam-Webster definition, because I, I think it said something there very um, particular and uh, meaningful about the definition of envy, which is, it's not just being like, oh man, I wish I could have got a role. I wish I yeah. could have got the girl i wish i could have got the car rather it's believing you are entitled to what the other person got yeah and um i i think it's also striking what you pointed out about how this is one of the especially in the ten commandments one of the only ones that isn't about external behavior but internal behavior right that you shouldn't live with this this um this presence of envy and and yeah envy is really difficult and like the um one of the um articles you mentioned said this is a universal thing. We all have yeah. dealt with. Who, who among us has not scrolled on Instagram? And let, let's say we're single and seen, um, you know, the, the some some girl and be like, I I wanted that girl. Or yeah, you know, you seeing scroll- people in relationships that you know are just like, oh, I wish I was in a relationship. You know, 
but not even that. I, I want that should have been me. You know that oh, that's that should have been me. me. Yes, yeah. And and or the you know the job. Why I should be getting these roles and moves. I should have got that raise at the, the job. I should have got that house. I should have got that car. I should have listened to my sister, the fairy princess mermaid, and chosen a less practical career. And you know the world is. There's never been a shortage of things to envy, but I do think that with the rise of social media, there is yes. uh, maybe a an enhanced uh, um, accessibility. Yeah. To yes. uh, envy every day. You know, they talk about how many um, images you see now compared to, to you know, pre-internet. And it's you see tens of thousands of more images every week than you did um, if you grew up in the decades in the early last century. Yeah. And so we have a lot more accessibility to envy now, which I think is making it more of a problem. Um, and, I, and I'll get into why I think it actually does um it does bring detriment. Yes, um, yes, yes. Envy is painful. So, you yeah. know, more to your point in, you know, asking is painful because as uh, one of the articles you point out said, it, it, it makes you realize there's a lack in you. Yeah. That envy is informing you about your worth, your value, your ability, your skill. Yeah. And so when someone else gets something that you don't or has something that you have not, it all of a sudden your mind starts telling you, well, there must be something wrong with you. And um, how we respond to the—that's a normal feeling, by the way. Yeah, you yeah. should feel bad for looking at something and be like, "Ah, oh, man, why does this person have this, and why don't I?" That's totally normal. You shouldn't feel bad for that. But how do you respond to that feeling? Yeah, is I think where we get into envy and where it gets into this detrimental um, mental health, uh, psych- psychological uh, place where I think it can be really detri- detrimental. You know, there's one thing I'll, I'll mention real quick is right now we have this huge prevalence of this popular phrase that across TikTok and Instagram and just some popular culture in general and tons of articles written about it called Nepo babies, right? And oh, so yes, yes. And what this is really started by was, um, and I, you don't ask me to prove this, but I, I would say it'd be started by young actors who are envious of <laughs> these, what they call Nepo babies who are given a career in this world. You know, they're given chances at roles. Yeah. And chances at- they're the kids of famous actors. And so they have a leg up on getting roles and auditions. Exactly. And, and so there's just been this, you know, great frustration and kind of dismissal. If, if this person had parents who were in the industry, then they're, uh, they don't deserve right. what they have. And to me, this is coming from a very envious point of view. It's, yeah, I, it, they're not just saying they don't deserve it. what they're really saying is I do deserve it. Right. You know, and so th- most of the conversations where I hear this brought up, especially in Hollywood, isn't so much about just that they don't deserve it. It's more about I do deserve it. Yes, I'm the actor yes. who should have been the leading Avengers instead of whoever yeah. because they were the son of whoever or yeah. the doctor of whoever. And so I think um, it's very prevalent right now. And I think there's some really detrimental uh, yeah. results that can happen from its prevalence. And so we'll get into the detrimental results yes. and then we'll get into how do you deal with it. Um, but yes, Envy Hurts, it's everywhere right now and we have way more accessibility to it. Um, but Joseph, I want to hear your thoughts on what it is, how it's affected you, and then we'll get into that. Uh, how to yeah, fix yeah. It. that's perfect. Yes. Um. Uh. Yes. Well done. Breaking down the order of our episode. Uh, like very. Yes. We we are old pros at this now. Mm-hmm. Um. So my yes, obviously, I have. Uh. You know, I I envy is an experience that I'm very um experienced in. I you know, and I think that you really put hit the nail on the head about the source of envy. The source of envy is, has been for me, and it seems to be for other people, is we are creatures that want things. Right. You know, and often, you know, we, we want jobs. We want, you know, attention. We want, you know, 
romantic, you know, partners. We want, you know, there, there are things that we want. And in many cases, not all cases, but in many cases, you know, not everyone can get those things. You know, yeah. there are only so many parts in the Avengers movie. And if you want a part in an Avengers movie, then you are competing with a whole bunch of other people who yes. are getting those parts. And of course, by the way, that's not just true of Avengers, Avengers movies. That's true. As an actor, I can tell you this all the way down to like little short films. It is hard yes. to get in. Right. Exactly. And then, you know, if, you know, you, if, if, you know, again, I, I, in college, you know, I was part of this cohort of basically it's like, you know, five guys were competing to get for one girl. You know, it's like every <laughs> supply and demand. Exactly. You know, and 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 so it's like, when, and of course, when the one guy got the girl, everybody else, you know, was envious of him. And so the the fact of the matter is, the reason that envy is natural is because you know we want things, we want people, we want experiences, and not everybody often can have them. Yes. And um, and so that, as you said. You shouldn't feel bad for that initial, you know, I have things I want and someone else at them and I feel bad about that. The thing is, then it goes a step further. You're right that also that in our modern society, you know, back in the old days, you had to go a little bit more out of your way to be exposed to what was your envy, who you were envious of and what you were envious of. You know, you had yeah. to, you could only, you know, in, in the old cliche in the 50s uh, was being jealous of your neighbors because you could see that their fancy car and their, you know, uh, their their mowed lawn or whatever. And it's like the, your neighbors were the people you were envious of because they those are the people you could see every day. Now, you just scroll up, up past your phone and you can see yes. hundreds of people to be envious of who don't live anywhere near you. And you can, you know, and, and you will never maybe have to meet. Um so it does, I think, in today modern society, there's a lot more examples of, you know, reasons to be envious. Um, well, there's also, I, I'm going to add real quick, there's also accessibility right here. Yes. Not just accessibility to envy, but in the old days, let's say, let's take the Gilded Era, right? Yeah. You know, if you took a, a shoe shine on the street, he could be envious of the um, the mogul, the, the right. railway mogul walking on the street. There wasn't a lot of accessibility. He kind of had to say, "Well, it, there's a cat I need to put on his envious right. someplace and be like, that's not in the cards for me." I'm not saying that's right, right or wrong. That's not me defending no, 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 uh, no. the the um <laughs> the multi billionaires of of yesteryear, but there was a reality there that sure, okay, sure. I'm not going to have that. But nowadays we have more social mobility, we have more monetary ah. mobility. So there's kind of it's it's so close we can taste it kind of thing. Yeah, a lot of and is with our friends and things. In our reach, it feels like. right. And at a certain degree, where you talked about entitlement, there's a certain degree in which there's a wrongness to our lack of access to it. You yes. know, which again, previous eras, rightly or wrongly, like you said, it was like, okay, I grew up poor, he grew up an aristocrat. Obviously, I'm never going to have that. You yeah. know, I'm not expecting that. But again, in a modern society that is both is more upwardly mobile than it used to be, but it also pitches itself as more upwardly mobile. You know, everybody should get to go to college. Everybody should get to pursue their dreams. Such a thing is that yep. there is a much more of oh, I've been robbed if I don't get to have something like this. Yep. So I think so. It's, there's a natural human aspect of it, and then there is a reason that our modern society definitely encourages it um, more than um, might be in previous generations. So I think those are those are the factors. Um, those are those are very pertinent factors. But yeah, so but there's. 
there's obviously reasons we don't like the feeling of envy because we don't like not having things that we want. That we want. Yeah. Yes. And we also don't like um, feeling inferior to somebody else because you get, if, if somebody else has something yeah. you don't, that we don't, that we want, we have, we can, uh, we can have sort of one of two reactions. One, there's something wrong with them and the other is something wrong with me. And nobody and sometimes wants- simultaneously. It's all simultaneously. Yes. And so we definitely um, don't like the feeling that there's something wrong with us. And so that's, so that there's that subjective, I don't like feeling envious, but there is also something, there's a reason that most societies, like we talked about the Bible, have, you know, have, have discouraged envy as, as a problematic. So let's start, unpack as to why you think it's not just something we don't like, but is actually um, morally problematic. Yes. Well, I think you, you hit it on the head, which is, um, what envy does to a person is it causes you to look at both yourself and mm-hmm. others. Um, it can cause you in a detrimental way. Yeah. Right. Because uh, th- it's split up in two ways. And I think very often you have both at the same time. Um, if someone gets something, let, let, let's use the girl, you know, gets the girl. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I remember being a young man trying to learn how to be cool to girls. <laughs> yes. I wasn't great at it, but there were some <laughs> of these guys who really were. Yeah. And um, so what it did to me was I would watch these guys, a, a guy, and he would go out and get the cute girl. And I, and I would shoot my shot and it wouldn't work. Right. Yep. And it just wouldn't click. And then he would and he would and it would work and he'd get the date. And so what, when that happened, what would happen in my mind would be uh, the first thing. It was external for me. It, yeah. it was she doesn't deserve her. Mm-hmm. That was yep. a fluke. That was yep. wrong. But he's a bad guy. But he, <laughs> uh, he's not as talented as me. He's not as smart as me. He's not as whatever as me. Yeah. He shouldn't have that. So it caused me to start finding fault with him mm-hmm. and judging him and, and harshly. Yes. And so I would go through all the ways that he wasn't a good person. He didn't deserve the yeah. date he had got. <laughs> so I think that envy can do that to us. It can cause us to look detrimentally upon other people. And I think yeah. that's, um, I think I don't think I had to give a lot of evidence as to why that's bad to view yep. the entire world anyone who has more than you um <laughs> uh, detrimentally and judgmentally you know we we a lot of christian ethic is built around no we're not to judge others no we're mm-hmm. not to um look on others with disgust and disdain um and that i think envy can really cause us to do that we start finding fault with all the reasons yep. this person doesn't, doesn't deserve this because xyz so i think that'll be really detrimental if you spend your life going around looking at everyone who has something that you don't and choosing to look at them as a lesser person. That's yeah. going to be bad um, and the external. It's going to make us treat other people poorly. Yeah. It's going to make us hostile towards um, friendships. It's going yeah. to break yeah. relationships. Number two is I think it moves us into what it does to ourselves. Yeah. When that guy got the girl, my immediate, res- uh, my my second immediate response, almost, uh, almost immediate together with the first one, what was, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Right. I didn't get this thing. Am I ugly? Am yep. I my handsome enough? Was I not cool enough? Am yep. I not rich enough? Am I not talented enough? So I started looking detrimentally upon myself. And yeah. I started, there's this creeping self hatred that started going in. I remember we had a conversation when, um, a, a long time ago, where there's a few of us sitting around. We were talking about this thing that happens, and, and maybe we're alone, but I feel like a lot of people out there listening will. Um, connect to this. I remember being in high school and, you know, this happening, the high school age and, you know, not getting the girl. And I go home and I look at myself and be like, I hate my nose. 
I just, mm. I'm, so I, I hate my hookups and look at my, look at my pasty skin. Why oh, yeah. do I hate myself? And then I listen to myself talk. Why can't I just be, I can't talk cooler. You know, yeah. I hate that about myself. I'm not, and I would go through all these things and there was kind of um, born in me a real uh, self-hatred that, that couldn't take place. And, and luckily I had enough good people around me who really encouraged me and, and showed uh-huh. me my good places and all that. But I think that envy can cause us not only to look at others in a very detrimental, judgmental way, but it can cause us to start looking at ourselves well, and self-hating. I don't do this well. And uh-huh. I think that's actually self-defeating. Yeah. I think that if you, if you spend a lot of time hating yourself, you're not actually be, going to become better or get any closer yeah. to your desires. You're going to spend a lot of time just wallowing in, um, uh, self-hate and I and I do think that that's going to be a really detrimental thing to yourself mm-hmm. if you go through the world hating yourself you're going to feel um, it's going to affect your relationships it's going to affect how you yeah. decisions it's going to affect if you choose to have confidence if you choose to go after your dreams if you continue yeah. to tell yourself you're not talented you're not good you're not smart then you won't go over the chances you won't get better and so yeah. I think it's a really uh, just practically but also just emotionally it's a really detrimental thing to look at yourself constantly detrimentally and i think that envy is often at the heart of both our judgment for others and our self-hatred judgment for mm-hmm. ourselves and so i think envy can cause really negative um have really real negative results on yep. our lives and cultures yeah. i like i like how you put that so I, I i kind of find the problem of envy as i conceptualize it in sort of two categories one is um it distorts your view of the world and mm. the second is it destroys relationships um the you know the second one kind of is is sort of most obvious you can kind of understand it's like yeah if you you know are envious of somebody else having something you have you can't have a positive relationship with them at least to the degree that you're envious of them and um and we want a world where there are more positive relationships than negative ones yes like that that makes a better world the degree to which you're envious of other people um and saying oh i can't be happy for their success i can't support them I see this as I have to tear them down because if they don't, um, if any advantage they have keeps me from having an advantage that, um, that, that again, makes our world more combative, more uh, viciously competitive. Um, and that's the other part of it is, you know, they, they, there's some of these articles that I looked up talking about what they called benign envy, um, which, which I looked at it and it's like, all what you're talking about is admiration. When you talk about benign envy, <laughs> because you can look at somebody who just has something you have. Like I'd say, somebody got a promotion at work and you didn't. And you can look at that and say, okay, and this is why, you know, evolutionary psychologists and talk about, like, say that there's the, the reason that it was advantageous for humans to have envy is they say, look, because you need to self-examine when somebody gets something that you want, you need to self-examine what did I do wrong that I can possibly correct so I yes. can get that thing in the future? Not so, self-hatred, self-examination. No. Exactly, exactly. But that, when when you have, when it's self-examination, and it's like, okay, is, are, can, I, um, can I retool something so I can get a raise next time? It's like, oh, what did this person do? Maybe I can imitate what they did or I can find my own advantage or whatever. That is what we call admiration and imitation. And those are good mm-hmm. things. Um, when it, turns into envy that seems like something is when it becomes something that you can't admire and imitate or you know um uh or that you know it becomes it becomes something that is distorted from the truth because again so let's say that's where i think it kind of it kind of goes wrong so if you say that um you know okay i 
didn't get, you know, this job that somebody else wanted. They did. And you then say, one, because they got something that I wanted, therefore I can't get what I want. You know, you are distorting your view of the world in a way that, you know, the ancient traditions, and I go give an example of the Bible particularly, want you to see the world. You know, the Christianity talks about seeing human relationships as a body, you know, rather than a um, a limited hierarchy. So he says, yeah. okay, instead of saying there's the people at the top who get everything, and then there's the people under them, and there's people under them, and then there's you, you know, you see the world as somebody's a hand, somebody's a foot, somebody's, you know, the head or whatever, yes. that we all actually have a place in the world where our gifts, our talents, our personality adds value to the world. Um, and it's our job to figure out what we do that adds value to the world and make that um, what our goal so that we can make the world the best it can be. What envy does is it distorts your view of reality to not being a body, but being a zero gum, excuse me, a zero sum hierarchy um, where it's if they have the thing I want and I don't have it, that means there's something wrong with me. So I don't contribute anything to the world without that. Or there's something I have to get rid of them in order to get the thing I want. So yeah. you never get to, like you said, it's like, okay, you never, uh, if you hate yourself, if you're not like them, then you don't ever become the version of you that actually adds value to the world in a world also with him, him adding something else different and valuable to the world. It's like that thing where people like grow up thinking, oh, because I'm not an extrovert, I don't add value to the world. Instead yeah. of realizing, oh, I'm an introvert, I add something different to the world. And what envy does is it distorts us to that zero-sum thinking, which means either I can be happy and add value to the world, or they can. And yeah. so it creates you're, combative. You're never going to be yeah. the best introvert that you could be in the world yes. if you're only ever desiring to be the quote extrovert. Or you yes. can do that vice versa. Right. So I, I think this is a this is a perfect transition into all right, it's bad. Yeah, what do we do about it? And so I have a, a few ways that I have, I guess, engaged with this okay. that really helped me. And to be honest, um, I, I don't say this to make anyone envious. <laughs> it's not something I struggle often with anymore. Okay. And it's because I've employed um, a few different uh, uh, practices in my life, mental yeah emotional and spiritual practices in my life that have really not just like, um, uh, you know, pushed it down and suppressed it, but really changed my perspective on it uh, and really actually helped me very much. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think there's one aspect I have heard this before and uh, it's often times cited in stoic kind of things, mm -hmm. uh, which everyone who listens to this knows. I love the stoics. They're fantastic. <laughs> but it, it's this stop desiring thing. Mm -hmm. the, the, the solvent to envy it will just stop wanting things, you know, then you won't yep. want what you have. And that's great. If you can do that, <laughs> more power to you. But as <laughs> me and having studied psychology for a good amount of my life, I don't think that's possible. I don't sure. think that it's within the human ability to stop wanting things. I think there's something intrinsically um, coded into our system to never stop desiring. And I think that's a yep. good, beautiful thing. So I don't think the answer is just don't want things anymore. <laughs> um, but I do think we can control how we what how we want things and what we want and how we go about getting what we want. Um, one is you mentioned it is stop seeing the world as a zero sum game. Yeah. Meaning, um, you know, 
I guess when I was younger and the guy got the girl and it was a girl I had a crush on, you have this adolescent thing that goes on in your mind. That was the only girl in the world. Right. <laughs> and, right. So for any of you who don't know, I'm married to the woman I'm in love with. Yeah. I, I found the, the girl who was for me. And right. so there is, as they say, there's more fish in the sea. And in fact, it's not just as one pie and he got a big slice and I didn't. There's an endless pie of possibility yeah. things out there. Endless pie. Endless pie. Um, for you to get. Be that romantic. Be that uh, uh, professional. Be that experiential. Be that whatever it might be. Um, the, the pie is big. Uh, right. And so there's always another opportunity to go and find something. Which leads me to my kind of second one is that wasn't mine. Uh, that has helped me so much. When I've had a friend, let's say we both go out for the same role, and they get the role, what maybe younger Nathan would have gone, he got my role, but he's not, mm. he's not whatever. He only got it because he has more Instagram followers than me. Whatever. That's de that was detrimental. What I've learned to do is, oh, that wasn't my role. That's his role. Do you know mm. why? Because he has it. Got it. Yes. <laughs> he got the role. That's his role. That role wasn't meant for me. And, and that kind of goes into what you were talking about. Um, with the hands and the feet, we all play different body parts. The, the way I conceptualize it is we all lead different stories. And yes. that is not a part of my story. That role is a part of his story. And sure, do I wish, um, do I want, do I desire that, that that kind of thing would be in my story? Yes, but that specific thing is not mine. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, it does not belong to me. This is my story and you're not part of it. Um, and I think, you know, this is reflecting the Ten Commandments. Of don't envy your neighbor's wife, um, what it's really saying is you have a wife. Yes. <laughs> find a wife. Go find yeah. your wife. But you yes. know, Song of Songs is all about taking joy in the wife um, that you have in front of you. And and you can replace that word wife with anything, but that's not yours. That's yeah, yeah. theirs. And so for me, learning that, well, that's not mine. Yeah. That, that's not a part of my story has really, really helped me. Um, and then what you said, and this is what I, I think I want to wrap this all up um, with as far as my little list is that's not that's not mine, right? Um, but so, but you still have this desire. Well, I want, I still want to roll. Okay, like you said, learn from them. Mm. Learn from the guy who got the girl. Learn from the the girl who got the role. Learn from the guy who got um, the financial stability, yeah. whatever it might be. Who who uh, went on the experience that you wish you had? What did they do? That you might, it may, might not be exact, they might not be uh, no, yeah. always realistic, but what are the aspects that got, that they had that got the thing that you wanted? And that can actually bring a lot of, it, it, you get out of self-hatred, you get out of self-judgment, and you look at things objectively and say, okay, that guy got the girl, he must be doing something I'm not. Yeah. Uh, and so what can I do to be more eloquent? What can I do to be kinder? What can I do yeah. to be um, deeper? What can I, whatever it might be. And so it actually gives you a, a plan. It gives you a, a starting yeah. becoming a better person when you start acknowledging the strengths of others. And rather than just saying they just got it because of, you know, they were Nepo baby, they were right. entitled, they were, you can actually start learning. And sometimes that's true. Sure, okay. Yeah. And I'll get to that in a minute. But yeah. a lot of times they did something to get that. Maybe they worked really, they worked harder than you. Maybe yeah. they're working harder than you at being a better person whatever it might be in that job yeah. field. You know, maybe they're a better actor. Maybe they'd gone to class for longer and they were more talented. They went into the audition. Yeah. They did something and had brought talent in that you didn't. Okay, great. We're well, going to go get more talented. I'm going to get more training. I'm going to yeah. uh, uh, devote myself to this art. 
Uh, maybe they have more experience. All right, I got to get to, I got to get a head start on my experience and start getting the, that experience under my belt so I can be ready yeah. for that when I come to it. So it's it's learning from people who who got things you want, yeah. uh, and rather saying I deserve that, saying why did they get that? So yeah. that has helped me a lot. And the last one, and this is the not fun one yeah. um, that I will say that has helped is um, we live in a broken world. Mm, the world is unfair, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and it's never going to be fair. And of course, that doesn't take away the impetus on us to create a more fair, better world wherever we can Right. towards that. But no matter how much we work, we will always be a world filled with sinful people and broken circumstances yep. um, that are not fair. So this leads to my last one. It's really, really hard. So part of it is accepting that the world is broken and we're not always going to get what we want. Mm-hmm. And listen, if you're a Christian like us, um, we have one of the great benefits of our faith yep. is we have promised uh, an, an eternity where things are set right, where yep. there's waiting for us, where if it doesn't happen here, there is a wholeness and a beauty that awaits for us in a world redeemed, right? Yep. And so that that makes the pain of things not going exactly right now better because we know that one day they will then the very last uh, the very last one that goes with us the other side of that is be thankful for what you do have. Mm-hmm. yeah um, i promise there's not a person listening to this right now that doesn't have something enviable yeah that hasn't had someone envy them in one uh, way shape or the other that very often we can be so obsessed with what other people have or mm-hmm. with our um, entitlement of i should have gotten that that we miss out on what you have right in front of you that some people would be so, so envious of that yeah. you take for every it, single day. And and that's it. Listen, I'll, I'll tell you, if you are an American or even a European, yeah. you're living in the West of some sort, um, I get envy. I really do. But I promise you, there are people who are living in developing countries right now who are hoping they can have some water today. Yeah. We're hoping they will get to eat today. And so that might put you, I know that's a kind of an old guilt trip you sure. try to say, but- when you eat your dinner tonight, be thankful. And that yep. might put a little perspective. That perspective, I, that's it, yeah. Just be thankful for what you got. I have food in front of me. And so remember to be thankful for what you do have. Even yep. while you're desiring more, be thankful. And I have found that being thankful for whatever I have gotten in life, whatever I have undeservedly um, been able to experience or have mm-hmm. be a part of, um, being thankful for those things has really helped me put in perspective um, and make the things I don't have smaller um, yeah. and, and less um, less controlling over my life. So those yep. are the things that really, really helped me. But what has helped you, Joseph? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of there's a lot of overlap between what's helped me and helped you, which may say something about the fact that this is more universal than we uh, let on. Yeah. But <laughs> um, I would say is one of the things for me that's helped is intellectual humility or just humility mm-hmm. in general. Um, because I believe that I want what they have because I only know part of their story. Oh, um, that's good. Um, you know, and just recognizing the fact that I'm seeing only a small sliver, a distorted sliver of what they have. Sure. But, I think I want that girlfriend, but do I really like, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not always, you know, and I, I think I want the life they have, but would I be actually willing to trade, you know, uh, what they did, what they did, what the cost that they've incurred, because even if, again, if it's partly their personality type, you know, that caused them to be able to sometimes those personality types comes with other costs, you know, that um, that that are incurred that you don't know about because you don't know those people. So mm-hmm. that's one big thing for me 
um, is can I, just, can I share a Jim Carrey quote? Please. Real quick, perfect with that. Um, so Jim Carrey, who we all know as he's, he's one of my uh, favorite actors, he is rich beyond belief. Yeah. Uh, he's more successful than on than belief. Um, but he he said an interesting quote that really caught my attention a while mm-hmm. ago. It made me think. And a lot of people were mad at this quote. And I and I understand. Um, but he said, I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything they dreamed of so that they can see it's not the answer. And mm. you don't have to believe him. And I know that's sure. frustrating. It was like, well, you know, the answer usually is, well, I sure would like to try. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Yes. laughs> but um, I think what he's getting at is exactly what you're saying, yeah. which is you don't know the cost of what you think you want. Yeah. Um, sure, you want that role, but do you want all the pressure that comes with it when you disappoint a studio yeah. or when you cost it on the sidewalk. So I, I love that. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, um, you know, do you want, you know, Daisy Ridley, you know, who has to shut off all of her social media because of all of the harassment that she got? Yes. You know, I mean, it gets, it's not to say, you know, don't want things, but it is just to take the, it has taken the edge off for me by knowing the certainty that I have that I would, that I want this thing is, should, is, is not as valid as it should hmm. be. Um, yeah. The second thing, of course, as you said, is, you know, believing that there is a certain degree of justice in the universe that now, obviously, like you said, you know, there is injustice in the universe, but there is also justice in the universe. And so a lot of times the reason the person has something that you want that you don't have is because they deserve it. And, you know, I mean, for example, I mean, you even talked about the at least partly, at least partly. You know, there is the talk about the Nepo baby thing. One of the things about the, you know, the Nepo babies is that even people say that's an example of injustice. It's like, yes, but it also isn't because it is just for people to want to work with people that they're comfortable with. It is also they just have with. that yeah. they have a history with because make, as I know, making movies is really tough. And so I do cast my friends in things. I do cast people I know. So that aspect of life is not an unjust thing. It does get but in the also way. I find that no one has a problem with Nepo babies from, you know, say a plumber or a construction worker. Right. Yes. What, you got a job in construction because your dad was there? That's unfair. No, people only tend to have yes. feelings about Nepo babies when it's something that, that they want. That they want. Yes. yes. So there's so there are and so looking, having your first instinct to be, is there something that I can learn? from this person and to say, wow, that person has something I want. What admirable qualities they have. And to look around you around all the people and say, these are really cool people in the world who've done great things. Now, again, it's not always the case entirely, but it's always at least partly true. Yes. And so seeing the universe that way does help you to hate other people's success less. And then, um, and and then then you spend your most of your time saying how do I make myself better so I can get more of the things um, that I want out of life and your life does become a life of forward momentum where your life continues to get better. Um, mm. But then also of course recognizing your own uniqueness where it's like oh okay this person does this I will never be able to do it okay but I do because again because I'm a Christian I believe in God that created all of us um, in a, for a body. My job is not to just get things I want, first of all, it's to make the kingdom of God, you know, uh, honor, you know, to bring that about. In fact, sacrifice things we want. Yes, exactly. Yes. My, my job is to make the world better. Um, Mm. My job is to not get everything I want. I start thinking, okay, what is it uniquely I bring to the table that makes the world better? Even if it doesn't get me things I want, 
it yeah. makes me making other people's lives better, I can start leaning into um, uh, what are the ways again, like, so I've, I've looked at it's like, you know, there, there are certain guys who are like, oh, I, I wish I had what they had. It's like, but then the world will be missing out on what I uniquely bring to the table. That makes well, that, that's better. like the anecdotal data that you and I have talked about, which is in my, you know, 20 plus years of being in the church, I've heard countless people say, God is calling me to yeah. lead um, a worship pastor or, or the lead pastor and have everyone listen to me and yes. pray yeah. for my music skills. I don't know that I've ever once, I mean, I've heard that literally countless times from people. I've almost never once heard someone say, God is calling me to janitorial mission work here in the church. So right. that people can exist in a clean, beautiful place when they're worshiping God. And I think there's a reason for that. Yes. Um, yes. But, and I think well, that part of that is we need to start celebrating those small yes. things. Yes. All the small things. And that's what I was saying is the, the other thing I would say is that it's helped me is, and that sort of leans off of that, but is practicing gratitude and contentedness, which you, you, you brought about because, you know, somebody pointed out that you can have, um, that you basically... Um, there's enough detail in the world and enough detail in this small room that you could spend an eternity trying to draw all the detail in the world because there's just that yeah. much detail. And a lot of times the reason we don't see the details and in order to draw anything or make any kind of art, we have to leave some details out. And so we're always yeah. in our lives, in our memories, in what we see, you know, we're always choosing what things we notice. Yes. And so without telling a lie about what's there, you know, or just trying to pretend what's there isn't there. You can choose to focus on some things and not others. And what oftentimes we don't spend as much time as we should focusing on, oh, what good things in life do you have? And yeah. not just what good things in life do you have, but what are the great qualities about me that I can use to make my life better and other people's lives better? Um, and And so, you know, again, you don't want to practice so much gratitude that um that you never that you get complacent and you never actually make the most of yourself to make the world better but most people don't have that problem <laughs> um, mm -hmm. it is that yeah. you you know you uh you do most of us need to practice more you know not everything about me is bad not everything about them is bad um and uh and remember all the things not only that we have as blessings of just living in the west but oh you know my my friend um my friend really values the fact that you know i laugh at their jokes you know okay. there's you know the, my friend values these things about me that i bring to the table that if i was like somebody else i wouldn't they wouldn't have so those yeah. are practicing that kind of contentedness and appreciation for what you have and what you bring to the table is sort of the last thing i would say that's helped me absolutely i i, I think you totally covered it um i hope this has been helpful because Listen, there's no judgment here. Envy, envy is hard. We live in it. We live in a culture that it. I mean, there are literally, literally perfumes called. <laughs> yes. There are there. I mean, marketers and commercials are literally trained to help you envy more. And not only that, social media people were inherently trained to try to help to show off and, and try yeah. to give you envy. Envy is difficult and it's everywhere we're looking nowadays. So I get that it's hard, but I hope there was something here that could help you a little bit, find a little more peace, uh, direction and joy in your life well, uh, as you deal with a modern world that is obsessed with mm -hmm. um, wanting everything that we do not have. Yep. Awesome. Well, at that, 
On that note, let's go to our blesses and curses segment where we take a work of art, media, or resource uh, that we want to bless, therefore recommend, and curse, such as diss it. Uh, so, Nathan, uh, what uh, would you say uh, are things you'd like to bless and curse on this topic today? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, well, just because it's so apropos, because literally it's like a couple nights ago, it happened such a big cultural moment. Um, Christians don't get mad at me. It's not a very Christian show. I'm about to bless. Also, There's we're dating this of... episode a little bit for when yes, it comes exactly. Yeah, this happened a little while ago. <laughs> listening now, this is coming out a little bit after. Um, but uh, Succession, I feel like mm -hmm. it was it, uh, one of those incredibly entertaining show with fantastic acting and music, and you know, there's an artistic scale. I have to mention that. Um, but the the message of the show was really at the heart of it was envy. Yeah, you know, if for most of you who don't know about it, it's a show about a a mogul, a business mogul who runs basically the entire world. Um, and his kids were all vying for the position uh, before he dies yep. uh, to to be the next one. Are you the one? Am I the one? Yep. Uh, and what it kind of covers over the entire series, I'm, I'm going to try to do this without spoilers, although if you haven't seen the last episode yet, you know. Uh, <laughs> if that's on you. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> on you. Um, but it, it follows these kids and what it shows a lot of things we talked about today. Yep it shows them looking at other people detrimentally, even themselves, these siblings and how they fight and how they <laughs> degrade each other uh, because they're envious of their, their father's attention or what they did or what they didn't. Uh, what it does is it shows a lot of self-hatred. I'm not good enough. I hate myself. Well, um, rather than um, them becoming better people to be the person who should get it. Yeah. Uh, um, that you see backstabbing, you see relationship falling apart. Um, and yes, there's some, some fun as you watch all this <laughs> drama unfold, but it really does get to the heart of, how detrimental envy can be if it's something mm -hmm. we hold in our hearts and let guide our decisions and guide our emotions about how we feel. Yeah. About so it's a it's a really interesting depiction of that um, on a really grand scale, obviously. Uh, another show that just ended same night that I have been following for quite a while mm -hmm. West is Barry. Uh, yeah. Barry is about, it sounds so weird, it's about an, a, an assassin who joins an acting class uh, <laughs> and somehow is both um, has all the intrigue of Breaking Bad and all the hilarity of community. Yeah, uh, that's a good so, way to describe it. Yeah, yeah, and so it, it's it's really fun, really um, thought provoking, really disturbing at some moments. But one of the through lines, because it takes place in Hollywood in the acting world, um, is especially the character of Sally, uh, who is the who plays opposite Bill Hader, um, and her her the envy that guides everything mm -hmm. as she does as she's trying to become a star. Yeah, and um, ultimately, you know, again, I won't give away what it does to her. Yeah, what what it the havoc it ends up wrecking on her because she never practices those things we talk about. So I think it's another beautiful but tragic depiction of the dangers of envy. Um, I'm gonna also also oh, make, yeah, a, go ahead, just make a quick shout out, like you know, for people who are or more religiously minded and but who still don't mind uh, engaging in sort of R very let's be very clear R rated material. Yes. The last season gets very explicitly religious and explicitly yes. and explicitly Christian in its kind of way of wrestling with a lot of the issues that the it brings up. So I've actually yeah. I've actually written an article for Religion Unplugged, shameless plug, on the religious themes of the last season of Barry. So if you want to uh, if you're interested in that, you should definitely watch the show, but also you can check out my uh my uh writing where I unpack how it deals with a lot of themes that a lot of Christian writers are also dealing with right now in terms of redemption, forgiveness. That was just a little... Yeah, it was clear that the writers had religion on their their minds writing this. Even the first season... Was, into, yeah. yeah. Even the first season was like, oh, he's trying... His, his attempt to switch from being a hitman to 
acting class was very much obviously like a religious conversion he was trying to do. And so it's nice that they made that more explicit in the uh, fourth season. Yeah, it was so really entertaining shows both. So I will bless mostly. I have controversial opinions about both of them. <laughs> now they ended. But uh, there's a for another time. I'm going to well, We definitely should talk about Barry. <laughs> yes, exactly. We will. We will. <laughs> um, I'm going to curse doom scrolling. Uh, one hey. of the aspects of doom scrolling well done. is, um, I think, is this envy. Is it yeah. envy that poisons your heart? Because it's it's a literal, a literal endless scroll of people who have things you don't. Yeah. And I think that aside from all the other detrimental aspects that uh, engaging with social media too much can have on you, um, I think that envy is a really big one that will poison your heart and mind and emotions and spiritual life and relationships. Yeah. Um, as you doom scroll, as you expose yourself every day to literally an endless supply, an endless wall, yeah. scrolling wall of things that will make you feel less than or make you hate others. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, don't doom scroll. Yeah. Find something to break that. For me, it's chess. I know that's well, funny. Interesting. Yeah. When I'm doom scrolling, when I get kind of falling into that, you know, whatever, the thing that gets me out of it is I got really into chess and this was over the pandemic. And so I'll stop myself and I'll open the chess app, have another app that'll do yeah. something productive for you. So that's, that's been very helpful for me. That's, you know, I, I mean, uh, one of the things that was really helpful for me in thinking about doom scrolling in that way is that it's literally the purpose of, you know, what turns into envy is to how do I imitate what they do well and do yeah. scrolling. There is no way for you to do that. It is hacking right. your brains healthy, just like, you know, like really sugary drinks, hack your natural brains seeking out of sugar. Uh, and this packs your natural brains desire to find people with qualities that you want so you can imitate them, but with no ability to action eyes that. Yes, yes. So it's it's really a very bad thing. So yeah, definitely. That's a worthy I know curse. that's a cop-out curse, but I also feel like it's a good one. So, But it's a good one. Yeah, it's a good yeah, cop-out. Good cop-out. <laughs> um, so okay, I'll try to keep these short. Um, I'm going to bless one movie and curse one movie. I'm going to, um, I guess maybe I'll bless two movies because I didn't bring this up. Obviously, if you want to see a, a, one of the, considered one of the best films of all time that is really a fable of the, um, of, of, of the problems of envy, it's Amadeus. You know, it's about the yep. um, the um, uh, the composer uh, Salieri. Salieri um being jealous of the composer Mozart, and obviously, you know, I could much easily, more easily call to mind the name Mozart than Salieri. <laughs> and, oh, that's right, there. <laughs> and so, which is kind of what the movie is about. And Salieri, he tr- and it it just shows how his hatred for Mozart destroys his life in a way that he yeah. could have contributed meaningfully. To the world if he hadn't been obsessed with his envy of and it just talks about everything we talk about about the entitlement and the the distortion of reality of what he saw so definitely you know if you're looking for just a pure kind of fable about um about you know like an aesop's fable of the the evils of envy that's probably one of the, and you're okay with an r-rated film <laughs> that is a, a good one of the really good examples of, of all time yeah 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 um i will also say um, I will also bless again the social network, which is of course the you know fictionalized uh, biopic of, of of Mark Zuckerberg and the creation of Facebook, because I think it does a good job of showing the complexity of envy and what we talked about and how yeah. you know the positive sides. Because of course Mark Zuckerberg's his envy of things other people have, you know their their fame and their notoriety and their acceptance led him. He he unlike what most people do today, he uh, channeled that into how do I do something great, you know? Yeah. 
And so, and that I think is a, a good thing to encourage people to do. Channel your desire to be well thought of, to do something great, to deserve it. It's a very positive thing. But yeah. they also then show the sides of, if it's not balanced out by other more important values, um, it can become obsession and lead to harming people. So I think yes. it, 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 it's, it's one of the best movies about showing the complexity of that emotion and the good sides and the bad sides. Um, and then, of course, uh, Curse, I've... Uh, I, I, I think there's a, there's a trend of movies lately to do what we to kind of encourage what we're talking about is, you know, to envy see, more, envy more, and envy as a virtue because everybody who has more than you lives up to all your most petty stereotypes about them. And I've you know we've cursed there's a couple of them we cursed we cursed you know Glass Onion and and Triangle of Sadness for those I'm gonna do another one of those movies uh the menu again like yeah. there's good movies that so do this fun though I actually had a fun. I, I, to me, it, it's here's the thing. It acted like it was smarter satire than it was. It oh, of did, course. It did its whole. It, it basically said all of the stereotypes you have about these people are true without digging into deeper depth of it. For me. yeah, that makes sense. Uh, um, obviously, there are amazing performances in there and great style, but I think it does fall into this encouraging the most petty forms of envy. Um, so yeah. I've definitely placed it on the curse, uh, line on this one. I know definitely I have friends who really, uh, who are cinephile friends who really like it. So I'm sorry guys. Um, uh, but in my defense, I'm right. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, cool. Well, so that's really uh, great. Thank you everybody for joining us. Um, Nathan, if people want to get in touch with you or us and show their love or hate mail, uh, or their envy mail, we accept those as well. Uh, where can they go? Uh, first, if you want to get in touch with us and learn more about what we do and connect to our content, go to theoverthinkersjournal.com. Uh, if you want to connect with more overthinkers like yourself and get into discussions about all the stuff we talk about here, head to our private Facebook group called The Overthinkers. If you want to get in touch with me, just go to my website, nathanclarkson.me. Search my name, Nathan Clarkson, on any of the socials and uh, pick up my book, um, Good Man. And I'll also plug uh, Finding God in Hollywood because I actually talk about some of these issues that we talk about today in both of those um and from personal experience with anecdotes and mm -hmm. memoir and thoughts and all that so please check out those books available wherever books are sold um joseph yes you can find me at josephholmstudios.com also of course you can find my work at religionunplugged.com um and i'm on any of the socials as well and i uh, frequent the overthinkers page so you can definitely contact me through there all right well thank you so much everyone for joining us and remember if it's worth thinking about it's worth overthinking about mm -hmm.